0: Running the show. Hey guys, this is Devon Sam. We just wanted to give everyone a bit of an update regarding the situation with coronavirus and how it's going to affect the podcast. Because of concerns over safety and logistics, we've taken the decision to pause the series at this halfway point, but we will absolutely be back in the autumn in the run up to our marathon
1: obviously in the meantime we'll be keeping our training going and we want to encourage everyone to stay healthy stay active and most importantly look out for each other please keep your messages coming in at lucas sport using the hashtag running the show
0: we want to thank all of you for listening we've had an amazing time the first six episodes and we can't wait to bring you the next lot. we'll obviously update you as to exactly when that will be as soon as possible
1: the show. a brand new podcast from Lucas 8 Sports, with Deb
0: and Sam. Hello everyone, this is Dev and welcome back to Running The Show. This is a 12-part series where myself and Sam Thompson say hello. Hello everybody. So rude. I've been turned into actual runners with the help of LucasAid Sport. We've got a team of experts backing us and of course our coach Mark Draper.
1: So we're pretty much halfway through the series and it's been amazing so far. What have your highlights been, mate?
0: Oh, well, obviously it's going a couple of rounds with Anthony Joshua. I mean, well, we got in the ring with him. We didn't actually, uh, you know, throw punches. We just got a chance to pick his brains a little bit. Uh, and doing a little bit of hot twister with you, Sam. I feel like we've, we're closer of those gentle moments we shared. I think we're veritable best friends now. We caught up with Cherry Ruff from the Chasing Lights Collective. And Adele Prince from Good Gym.
1: She does something really, really great for the community. And uh, I think she really shows how running can be awesome for your mental state. Yeah, I
0: think last week was a real breakthrough moment for me in that up to this point, the running has been quite a solitary experience. You know, we're doing a lot of running on our own. but. Be reminded that there's whole communities of runners out there and you can get involved in a group of all sort of different abilities. That's sort of what we're trying to do with the podcast, right? Is create this little community of people who are all doing the same thing and you don't feel like you're alone in doing so.
1: Well, when I first started this whole experience, I, I've just dipped my toe into this huge community that I didn't even know existed. Running is such a big passion for so many people and it helps in so many ways. And uh, and I really do feel like I've learned a lot, a lot of stuff from it, for sure. And I think even after we've run a marathon, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this up, for sure, in some sort of form in my life.
2: Running the show.
1: Alright, Dev, let's put everyone out their misery and tell them what's on today's episode, mate. We are meeting up with the incredible Serena Guthrie.
0: That's right. The actual England netball captain. She's taking a break from the sport at the moment. Um but it turns out instead of just, I don't know, staying at home and doing puzzles, she's been training to do a marathon.
1: She's also a massive music fan, mate. So I'm, I'm expecting you to be sitting there trying to show off your knowledge.
0: Oh, I'm a professional DJ, so I, I, I genuinely can't help it. We are professional DJs, Dev. We're
1: now a duo, mate. We should be doing sets all across the globe after this. Yeah? What's the first song you'd play? You know, Daniel Benningfield, mate, if you're not the one. So this is actually a special bleep test, which means that it's actually got music sort of to help you do the whole thing because otherwise it can get very monotonous. It can and, get a little bit boring. boring. Like, yeah. This
0: this will be good then. It'll be like a sort of half training, half rave.
1: Well, talking about training, how's, uh, how's yours going?
0: So Mark sent me a couple of goals to achieve. There were three different runs, the longest one being a seven miler. I had to split that one up into two and take a little bit of a rest in between I've I've really struggled to motivate myself and get out. And I also noticed that I left too much of a gap between when I'd gone for my runs. I'd left like almost a full week before I went out for a run again. That, and what does that do? I think you, you get knocked back, don't you? You build up a little bit of consistency. And then when you stop doing it, it feels twice as hard. A little bit like stopping during the middle of a big run and then trying to carry on, as opposed to just going the whole way through and setting a little bit more of a realistic pace. But... I feel like we've had some really good advice since we've been doing the podcast, and something that somebody told me the other day that I've been thinking about a lot is to not beat yourself up about, about those off days. We That's what all Chevy have those.
1: Said, mate.
0: Was it Chevy Ruff yeah, who said that? Chevy said that. Yeah, Chevy said that. Yeah, Chevy said when you when you get down a little bit, it's fine. Everyone has it. Even if you have a couple of bad days back to back, it's remember fine. why you're doing it.
1: Well, mate, I I, I did seven point five miles. Was that with or without the leg sock? Uh, It was with the leg sock. And uh, you're right, though, man, because I actually left it a whole week between my six miles of of the week before. And um, it was really tough, actually. I I, I struggled. I got it done. I think I did it in an hour and 15. And uh, my body afterwards was definitely sore. And I think you are right that you have to definitely be solidly sort of building up to that big run each week with little runs sort of based around it.
0: Well, I was highly entertained by the voice note you sent just after one of your runs. So uh, let's hear it.
1: Just on my 7 miler I'm struggling, gotta be honest with you. It is not easy getting it done though. I'm also um, in a bit of a, I suppose, a runoff. A bit of a runoff with this, uh, this woman who's just gone past me. And uh, she's very quick. And it just kind of hurt my pride a little bit. I felt a bit slow. That's why they sort of like ran to take over her. And then I slowed down a little bit again, so I couldn't sustain it.
3: My
0: God, is she quick. Funniest thing about this whole thing to me, she 100% has no idea that you exist. She didn't know that you were behind her, that you were in this race with her, whatever. You've not stopped thinking about it. it was, she doesn't even know it happened. It was so
1: big to me. Honestly, it was so big. From Lucas Sport, running the show, with Deb and
0: Sam. So today we're in an echoey PE school sports hall sat on, you know, those benches when you're in an assembly makes your bum go to sleep uh, and makes you feel like you were anywhere else. Um, Serena, thank you so much for meeting with us today. I'm really surprised over the last couple of weeks how many incredible professional athletes have given up their time to speak to a couple of idiots like Sam and I. So first (laughs) off, thank you.
2: It's great to be here. Thanks for having me in.
1: <laughs> well, Serena, I'd like to just start by saying, you know, I feel like this is a, a threesome of marathon madness, really, isn't it? Because we are all training. Have you done one before?
2: Never, never done one before. Yes, you're so part I'm a of the marathon crew. virgin. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, but don't forget that Serena's also an athlete, Sam. So, um, so probably, got, probably got a little bit of an edge over us. Um, can you tell <laughs> us about how your training's been going? I think it's a weird thing to say. Have you been enjoying it? Or uh, Tell us about it.
2: Well, actually, when I first started training, I hated life i just was really not enjoying running i was questioning <laughs> a lot and I, but at this point i told a lot of people i was running the marathons i was like i can't pull out can't pull out now i've told too many people i've got to commit and then um i started to get good at running which people were like what do you mean you weren't good at running but it's, i don't know about you guys i know exactly
1: but, what you mean by that like, it's when you get into the zone you're like oh i'm actually like you turn your mind off yeah, and your body keeps going you. that's when is that
0: what yeah, you're talking about yeah. really
2: and it's yeah basically and it's and yeah like since then I was like oh actually I can maybe I can do this
0: how do you um, go about your training schedule is it something that you come up with did you talk to friends like where did you get your, your sort of like regime
2: yeah yeah so I'm I've been quite lucky I've had a few friends that have ran marathons and stuff before so like they've kind of put me in the right direction like in terms of doing my leg running or when to rest what to eat as well which I didn't think was a thing but apparently it is like, you, as, as an you athlete eat? you should know that nutrition is <laughs> yeah. important but what do you need to like, eat well for, for me me, I like a lot of um, carbs, a lot of pasta, basically. I need to keep weight on. I, lose, I kept losing too much weight and I couldn't like, well, you need muscle, don't you, to be able to like run. So if, um, my good friend Joey was like, Serena, mate, you just need to eat as much as you can. I was like, that sounds like a great nutrition plan.
1: What, um, what's the furthest you run so far? Not that it's a competition or anything, just wondering. <laughs> Making it one already.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've gone, I've done what, it's a half marathon, so what's that, like 23 kilometres?
1: So what's that in miles?
2: 13. Oh, my God. So I've got God. to halfway. And then it's that realisation that you've got to do another 30 yeah. miles. That's what Tough. is kind of keeping me awake at night,
1: to be honest with you. What, what is it about running that makes you want to keep doing it?
2: I've actually find, like, the, the mental side of it, that's what I love the most. So like when I'm out on my own, or like, I don't know, like a couple of freezing cold, have to run at 7am, got to run 10k. Uh, that for me is like, right, this is a challenge. Like I'm just gonna like see if I can actually do it, if that makes sense. And
1: how good do you feel afterwards as well? Oh, like I always, always get that. I, I come back and my head is so clear and I'm so much happier. Mm. When I would started, no,
2: I agree, and I've, I've had the same thing when I'm like, uh, don't want to do this, but even if it's like been chucking it down with rain, but then I'm like, two cases in, like, <laughs> big smile on my face, I like, don't have a care in the world, and just taking yourself, having that time to yourself as well, I think it's quite valuable. Like, in today's society, where you just like pounded every day with social media and you know, social pressures, job pressures, whatever, you can just have an hour on your own where you don't have to like talk to anyone, that's quite nice. My partner hates it, he's like, can we go run? And I'm like, yeah, and no, it's like for an hour. I'm like, just <laughs> to say this like. Well,
0: that was fun. I was like, I know, I had the
2: best time.
0: It's like, okay, gotta go running on my own from now on. Can we like explore that a little bit more? Because I'd be interested to know, as an athlete, do you notice how you are, say, uh, in your mind when you're not competing? Maybe when you're having a little bit of downtime compared to when you're training, and how you find that affects you mentally? Like If you're running all the time and you're training and you're around other people, you you genuinely are generally happier.
2: Yeah, true that. I think. One of the reasons why I wanted to start running was also because to find out kind of what I was like on my own. Like, I, you know, running is more of an individual sport. I'm very much used to playing a team sport. And whilst I love all the community runs and I've done a couple of the park runs and I really enjoy that community feel, I also really still want to find out what I'm capable of as an individual. Um, and that's where I can grow. Also, the team kind of sport part of the game when I go back to netball you know, the better I can be, the better it is for my team. So I think for me, just that growing that mental resilience, like the like I've done that like half marathon uh, yesterday, and there's just these like sections where. Yes, there's I
1: just it yesterday.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't seem oh,
1: that man. like you seem alright.
2: I thank you. Is that a compliment? <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
1: I did seven and a half <laughs> on Saturday, and I'm actually dead. to <laughs> be honest, that's a bit scary.
2: <laughs> um, it gets better.
0: Oh, for that. <laughs> When you're doing your training or when you ran your half marathon, are you drinking Lucasade Sport? You mentioned gels earlier as well.
2: Yeah, I love the gels. Um, they really helped me. Did a half marathon yesterday, so took one for the, like literally before I started and then halfway through took another gel and had some LucasAid Sport electrolyte drink as well and it just kind of kept me going through and just kept me energised really. Didn't feel tired at all in terms of my energy systems. Running the show.
0: Um, now, as well as like talking about your training, we would love to talk a little bit about the World Cup as well. That was last year. The Roses took home bronze. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, do you go into a competition hoping to take home a medal? Do you just sort of keep an open mind?
2: Yeah. So we we wanted to win that competition. Actually, that was our aim, especially after um, we won the Commonwealth Games previously in the year before. So favourites in that competition, we were. Probably, I'd say yeah. I think we were, which was really nice. We'd never been favourites in like a global competition before, so it was nice to be going into a home World Cup with that level of expectation. But also, like we knew we were also capable of doing it as well, so it wasn't like an unrealistic kind of environment that we were in. So it was, yeah, it was really cool um, to be able to just play on home soil in front of like home, f- like family and friends and stuff like that. It Kind of definitely gives you that extra boost, like walking out in a big semi-final when you've got your mum in the crowd going. <laughs>
1: It going? Is that what you um, remember bo- uh, most about the semi-finals, sort of like walking out yeah. to that amazing atmosphere?
2: Yeah, it was almost like, the only thing I can liken it to is like a scene, that scene in Gladiator. I know the exact when like, one. It's like, you know, and it's just like, it's just an epic scene. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was like, well, is it, uh, is it Russell Crowe yeah. walking out? About to kind of go to his death, but with his soldiers behind. But him then, did you thing.
1: afterwards? Did you go? Are you not entertained?
2: <laughs> yeah, and the girls <laughs> just looked at me like, mate, we got game to play. I mean, no. Um, but no, like the, the crowd was epic, and it was like all, oh, yeah, it was just an amazing feeling to have that level of support because you know netball's pretty much gone from a real amateur, um, you know, backstreet gym type sport for us to kind of being out in these like in the glitz and glam and fancy venues and stuff. So to have been a part of that. Change and, and as it was actually happening at the World Cup, it was a pretty epic like uh, feeling for everyone to have. So very memorable competition. Despite the result, it was it was um it was yeah like I say, it was the legacy of that competition is almost bigger than than the medal in a way because yeah, it's course. changed the game for yeah,
0: us. Incredible achievement. Um and in the run up to the tournament, you weren't 100%. All right, yeah, I got spring? a bit
2: sick. <laughs> I wish I had seen, actually, I don't know. I've never had it. It's a bad yeah, one, okay. Yeah, I'll take that back. Take that back. No, I had glandular fever. So, oh, that's yeah. a bad one, yeah. It's not not cool. I was just I was really tired, kind of back end of uh, 20, uh 2018. I was like, oh, you know, like you do, you just kind of crack on with life, don't you? And um, then we played a competition where I was literally just like in bed like for five days, get out, play, go wow. back to bed, get out, play. And I was just like, I don't even know how I'm even playing type thing. A lot of gels, a lot of adrenaline obviously got me through, but something didn't quite feel right. So I just went and got myself like a blood test. I thought I had like a thyroid issue, like I thought like my mum had passed on all like the bad genes to me, basically. So I was pretty upset at mum. I was pretty angry at her. I was like, Mum, I've <laughs> got a blood of my thyroid and it's your fault. She was like, oh, <laughs> um but yeah, he was like, No, nah, not your thyroid mate, but you've got glandular fever, and I was like oh, that explains
1: a lot. Can I just say <laughs> so, though, managing to compete with glandular fever is is amazing. impossible. <laughs> I don't even know how you did that. It's, it's a joke.
2: Yeah, well it's it's interesting though when you don't know what you've got, you know, like it's that kind placebo of placebo
1: effect where yeah. you don't where you think I should be okay. So you then are okay for a little bit, but that's nuts. I know people who've been bedbound for like a month and haven't actually got out of bed. So that's that's unbelievable. How do you physically and mentally gear yourself up then for like these big games when you know you're not feeling 100%?
2: That's a good question. Well, a lot of it's in, in already in the prep that you've done, I suppose. So like for me, like if I've worked hard and I've trained hard and um, I've done all my homework and all that kind of stuff, eaten well, slept well, then I know that I'm in a position where I'm able to compete. So that kind of takes a lot of the pressure off me. And now because I've, I mean, I've been around for a while now, so this is like my 12th year in uh, England, Roses system. So that comes with a bit of experience and a few grey hairs now, probably a few more than I care to admit. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think with that, you know, you learn a lot, don't you? And, you know, you've, you've got wins, losses, and you just, you, I love losing as much as I love winning now. So what? Because, <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, huh? yeah. I, I know it sounds weird. It was something that just, I couldn't accept as an athlete, You become wise, I think, as an as an elite athlete when you get a bit older and you kind of start to understand, like, like you you need to view losing the same as winning type thing. It's not about putting one over the other. You learn from it as well. Yeah, it's all about the learning process. It it doesn't make it. It's not easier, but it just makes it easier to deal with. So in those big competitions, like losing to New Zealand by three goals in the semi final, you know, it's very much pull your socks up and get and you know you just got to crack on because there's still a medal up for grabs. And I'd learned some hard lessons in other competitions where. A bronze medal wasn't good enough, or you know, it wasn't for me, but maybe that's all I deserved like, harsh, but maybe that's all I deserved. And it's just about understanding that in a competition, like, everyone's out for that number one spot, so you you know, you've just got to take it on the chin. Running the show.
1: I've been told that you like a bit of a DJ.
2: I do. I love, it's a hobby that I picked well, I, I started teaching myself a few years ago because I can't play an instrument. I've got a saxophone that's got some dust on it at I home. I played the trumpet. Did you? Yeah, I feel
1: like we're, we're kind of on the same wavelength. <laughs> well, I'm actually You're talking Why? to... Because uh, of brass instruments. Yes, actually, mate. <laughs> okay. And we both like jazz, I assume.
2: Yeah, mate, I love Thank it. Thank
3: you
0: jazz. very much. It's yeah. a bit of jazz. Favorite, who's yes. your favourite jazz musician? Coltrane. What's your favourite Coltrane song? Or even just an album, just, just an album, just Make give me an album. The best part yeah, of I, me. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I <laughs> thought, right, right. <laughs> But you know, you actually Robbie Coltrane, mate. No, <laughs> do
1: you know what? I got it from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that Dev takes his music very seriously. Is that a big uh, of importance to you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I'm quite an emotive person I suppose as well so music evokes emotion and I love music that makes me feel something so I suppose it gets me excited for a game or you know I'm in the bath I love a bath so I like light some candles a play a little bit of Ella Fitzgerald I'm like ah oh, she's like I'm just in a moment here and the music kind of helps that moment
1: good old Fitzy like oh, ah yeah, yeah she's a legend bit of a uh, bit of Epsom salt in that bath Sam doesn't know any a, get, shut <laughs> up <laughs> don't any
2: I don't think anyone's called her Fitzy before but <laughs> classic <laughs> Fitzy
0: <laughs> so a little bit of fitzy for the bath um what about when you're running if you put together a playlist i can't run or do any kind of exercise without music
2: to be honest with you I'm, and again this is probably like me constantly wanting to test myself i'll listen to like random music so i'll put on like a playlist that i don't know i don't know any of the words to and it will be something that sometimes i don't want to listen to and i'd use that as my marathon training because like it'll be annoying and i would be like just <laughs> wanting to like get it over with in my head but i'm dealing with like emotions that i might get In the marathon, just
3: because
0: it's a song I don't like. Step this up. Wow, that's like a proper metaphor for doing a marathon, isn't it? You have to sort of endure the parts that you're hating Yeah, on the track. I want to know what song it is. What song do you
2: hate that much? You're a sadist,
1: man. What are you doing? Oh my god. I like like be running with a whip and whipping yourself (laughs) in the
2: back. There is something wrong with that, maybe. I've just realised I've not told many people that. And do
1: you know what it is? It's the difference I- between a professional <laughs> athlete and us. <laughs> we just would never want to do that to ourselves. But you obviously strive for excellence. That's what it is, I think. I think you're putting yourself in so many scenarios that we didn't even think about.
0: I feel like I'm in the PE hall in my school right we now. We are. We're um, in the bleachers right like now. It looks like it, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that we're about to do a little bit of training. What have you got in store?
2: Today, boys, we're going to basically be running... Uh, A beep test.
1: No, no, I'm out. No, no, I'm out. I hate them.
2: Who who does that
1: to a beep (laughs) test? Either like there's no one in the history of tests has ever enjoyed a beep test.
2: Um, we we've obviously spiced it up a little bit for you guys today. You're gonna be running to music, and it's called the BPM bleep test.
1: Try saying that three times quickly. BPM bleep test, mate. That was one. No, oh, oh, BBM beep test. BBM beep test. BBM beep test. BBM. No, no, no. That was on Blackberry. I don't know. Where <laughs> the hell that come from?
2: Okay, guys. So, how are we feeling? Are we feeling ready? Are we, are we feeling pumped? Yeah, man. Sam, you got your sock on?
1: I do. I've, I've, I've so- socked up. It's looking good. Yeah. It's
2: looking strong.
0: I've
1: suited up. The only I, I always get this like feeling of dread before anything fitness orientated because it's like a race, but also. Well, because it's
0: me. You're going against me. Is well, that yeah, what it is? mate.
1: Because obviously, you've done this before. So, I'm always the underdog, okay. basically, which kind of just sucks. But, hey, whatever. Don't be intimidated,
3: man. It's fine. Should we get started? Okay, yeah. Yeah,
2: let's crack into cool. it. Good luck, good luck.
3: Wait, are you not doing it with us?
2: Running for the show.
3: Hey guys, Mark Draper here, running coach provided by LucasAid Sport. So the way I would explain it is a bleep test. It's a basic fitness and agility test. So to do the test, you need to measure out two lines that are 20 metres apart. Basically, you need to run between the two lines as instructed by beeps on the audio file. So initially it'll be quite slow going, so it would be walking pace to start with. But as the test goes on, the beats become closer together, so you have less time to get between the two markers, the 20 meter markers. So good luck, guys. Uh, Serena set this one uh, to music for you, so it should be a breeze. Good luck. From
1: Lucas Eight Sport, running the show with
2: Dead and Sam. All right, boys, are we ready for this? Yes. So. Yeah. The BPM bleep test, new and improved just for you here today in this old, wonderful, stinky sports hall. Breathe it
1: in. Ah, smells like character building. Do you know what it smells like? Best friends. <laughs> that's, that's Smells like great. best friendmanship.
2: Best friendmanship. Yeah. Well, let's go get best friendmanship out on this damn court. And
1: a little bit of sweat.
2: And a little bit of sweat. Yeah. Let's
1: go. Right. Cool. Come on, then.
0: Start level one, one.
1: Oh, I hate these. Why are you freaking me out?
0: Level one, four.
2: Looking strong, boys. We
1: are looking strong, aren't we? Yeah, very strong.
2: Feeling good? Feeling good?
0: Yeah. Start level two, one.
2: Okay, it's going to get a little bit faster now, so just remember that. Nice, Dev. Sorry, what? And Sam. Looking great, Sam.
3: Level two, four. It's
1: a marathon, not a sprint.
2: Wise words. Miss, fall on the line, fall the line, miss. Foot behind
1: the
0: line, Sam. You just drop out, man. You can't keep this pace going six. up. I know that shin's hurting. Shut up.
2: Guys, nice. Keep the pace.
1: Level five,
2: six. Has anybody got any ideas of what I might have got when I did the bleep test back in the day? Like 103. 103. <laughs> the trick is you want to try and save as much energy as you can for when it gets a little bit quicker in a few levels' time.
0: Start, level 10, one.
2: Double digits. Nice. Really focus on that push-off, that initial step out. That's it, good. Keep pushing into the ground. Probably just another good time to remind you that the loser does do a forfeit.
3: Level 12, three.
2: Awesome work. Keep this up, keep this up. This is awesome, boys. This is great. Keep it up. Keep it up. Smashing it.
0: Level 12. Four.
2: Dev is down and he's out. Good job, mate. Well done, boys. That's a great effort. It's a great effort. Running the show. Um, So as we were aware during the beep test, I kind of alluded to the fact that there was going to be a consequence for the loser today, which um, Dev... You are yeah, no, today's loser. We can
0: say it. It's fine. I lost. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take an L, mate. I feel yeah.
2: like he's taking it well. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, Dev, we're going to go into a little bit of a penalty shootout. We've got a netball. You've got five shots at goal. Every time you miss, it's five push-ups. Ten, per-
0: ten push-ups. I, I really just nearly died doing the beep test and now I have to do push-ups as well.
2: Well, not if you get them in.
0: Brilliant. Okay, can I a well, quick, do I get a was whistle? What
2: PMA? Positive mental attitude? Yeah, well, or you I, mentioned I, them before.
0: I sweated that all out during the...
2: We, maybe we can like, mop up a few bits of your sweat on the way to the <laughs> post. Yeah, let's, let's do that. All right, okay. Can you show me a technique? Yeah, so generally, netball technique, and you're learning, obviously, from the best shooter in the world here. You're not. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so generally, if you're like... Up, Marv?
0: I saw <laughs> you shoot earlier. <laughs> yeah,
2: you want to hold the netball, like, above above your head, right? Because in that ball, if you've got the ball, I can kind of come over and mark you. So you want to get it up high so I can't interfere with your shot, right. okay? It's a one-handed shot, but you kind of guide it with the other hand. And then you want to almost try and aim so that ball is going, then like an upside down J position into the net. So it's nice high release type thing. That went in, obviously, and that came back out and rebounded. All
0: right, where's my first shot from? First
2: shot, here, yellow. I
1: not allowed to bounce. Right,
0: you you're not,
2: but we'll, we'll, we'll them allow them. it. We'll allow it. I'll yeah, be your yeah, rebound, you buddy.
1: Can,
0: can you get back a bit, please? All right. Yeah, come here. We're not. It's not a game where you're defending me.
2: Not, not you're
1: defending me.
2: Oh. There's, five. There's five. That's, that's, that's five. So, uh, second shot. He's ah. oh, lucky. It's that. all right. And depressing. Is it all good? the time
1: in the world. Probably not. Psyched out already. Trying to put back some yep. overshot completely. Disappointing. Yes! Oh, just
2: not really. This is the one. This is the one. I want to do it again.
1: Well, you've got
2: five, ten, I want to do it again. I want to do last one then.
0: I want to do it. We'll start again. You
2: got got this. Focus. Take your time. Not all the time in the world.
1: Mental demons are coming back. He knows he can't get it. There he is. Disappointing. 20 press ups, please, Dev. Easy, firm. actually 25. I don't know if you can it. 25 press ups. 25 press ups, please. It back. was a in great effort, though. No, it wasn't. Thank you so much. I lied to it,
0: and that's just not really light. Whose opinion do I value? Sam Thompson's or a professional athlete? If I get this in, you have to do another 20 or so.
1: Bounce it on the floor. One, two, three, and Oh, I thought I was
0: in. I was about to say, I hate my life so much.
1: we are doing these push ups then?
2: So, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm afraid rules are rules. Going to hide behind 25 push ups. Off right, your pop. Let's do it. Running the show.
1: Serena, thank you so much for being part of this project. We really appreciate it. I know Dev does after doing those push ups. Yeah, I really do.
2: Yeah. It's been a pleasure. I've had a lot of fun with you guys today. And we'll make netballers out of you yet, I promise. We will, well, not I mean,
0: but we're not dead. We're not
2: there yet, but don't worry, we can get there. We can't so, work, maybe. This. Maybe not
3: shooters, <laughs> but
0: Do something else.
2: Running for the show.
0: I loved hanging out with Serena today. She's already such an accomplished athlete and just keeps wanting to push herself. Never done a marathon before, but just thought, do you know what? I want to do this. I want to find out about myself and my capabilities.
1: You can tell a lot about a professional athlete compared to just a normal person, can't you? Because, like, even when she was talking about putting that music on that she hates, she's <laughs> like, I got to get through this. It's like, yeah. I didn't even think that was a thing. Um, and you can just tell how zoned in she is. And how much she wants to succeed, and I think we got to we got to take the lessons that she's given us and uh, and run with them.
3: Running the show,
1: a brand new podcast from Lucas a. Sports with Deb and Sam.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode and the previous five episodes in the series.
1: We honestly cannot thank you guys enough for your support through all of our training and we can't wait to resume with you later on in the year in the build up to our long awaited marathon.
0: Yeah, Mark actually sent us a voice note with regard to our training and uh, he's not letting us off that easy apparently.
3: Hey guys, hope you're doing well, hope you're keeping safe, hope you're staying away from each other. Just wanted to talk to you a little bit today about some of the training that you can do now and now that the marathon has been moved all the way over to October, um, my advice to you guys and what we should be doing now is start to focus on some of our shorter runs. The main reason being that some of your longer runs will really suppress your immune system and that's really not what we want right now with this virus going around. We want our immune system to be as strong as possible so just once or twice a week getting out for like 5 or 10k that was
1: actually pretty nice of him, to be fair.
0: You can always count on Mark. Once again, guys, please keep in touch with us during this brief hiatus at Aid Sport using the hashtag Run in The Show. And from all of us at Run in The Show, at Aid Sport. we wish you all the very best. And we're going to leave you with a final word from Mark. He's got some really good tips for anyone out there who might be self-isolating on keeping fit and healthy.
3: And we'll see you guys soon. If you're self-isolated and you can't get out and you don't want to go out and risk interacting with some people and you want to exercise at home, um, there's some really good stuff on the Lucas Age Sport Instagram account, so if you go over there, there's a variety of home workouts available for you to do. In a nutshell, it's time to rest, reset, recharge, stay safe, let's get out the other side of this all together, and then we can um, start focusing on the other side and building up for what's going to be a great marathon.